0: Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner. Develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance.
1: Hello, everyone. How are you doing? It is good to be here with you. Happy Tuesday. I hope you are having a wonderful beginning of your week. My week has been great so far. Um, All things considered, I have gotten um, some wonderful outreach and support from people. Um, and that has been super meaningful. Um, and the outreach and support is, you know, obviously about what's going on in Israel. And it is wonderful to know how many people out there are supporting the Jewish community worldwide after the horrific um, terrorist attack. And thank you for all of you who have reached out. Um, and it has otherwise been wonderful in that I really love the work I get to do. I have had such a great full day and it's not over yet. I still have still have a client to see, but I have just had such a beautiful day of connecting with my clients and with other people to get to share about my business. So it's been really fantastic for me to be able to support people. And honestly, some of them are dealing with the things that are going on in Israel. So it's, it feels like I'm even able to help in those ways as a coach. Um None of that is what we're really here to talk about today. What I wanted to talk to you about today is this this really intense hike I did and what I learned from it because it was an it was a super intense hike. I, I did the Imogene Pass Run. I did it as a hike. I don't know if you know about this pass or this run. It's in Telluride, Colorado, and what you do is you start in Uray, Colorado, which is on one side of a mountain. I think you start at eight or 9,000 feet of elevation and you go up to 13,000 feet and some change. And then you go down the other side, another eight miles. And I had done some training that summer, but I had not done any altitude training. So I could do the distance and I knew that, but I didn't realize how much altitude was going to impact me. So I was, you know, doing this hike, you know, hiking along. And I'd see a peak and I'd think, that's it, there's the peak, I'm almost there. And every time I thought it was the peak, it was not the peak. I Then I would see another peak, oh, that's the one, I'm almost there. And I would get there and that was not the peak either, I would just see another peak. And that was a little bit disappointing and that was, you know, frustrating, I don't know. I learned something. I learned that every time you get to one peak, you're going to see a peak that you didn't even see before, and that life is a little bit like that. As soon as you reach one accomplishment, you're going to see three or four other things you'd like to accomplish, and that's great, but that is not the drama we're here to talk about today. I want to talk to you about what happened when I reached about 11,000 feet of elevation. I had 2,000 feet of altitude left to climb, and I had two miles to go. I had stopped at a rest station, you know, after several false peaks, after several times of thinking that I was there, I stopped at a little rest station, got a little snack. I was on my way to go again. And all of a sudden, I started having chest pain. I couldn't breathe. I didn't know how it was going to walk. I was thinking how slow I was compared to other people. And am I going to make it up the hill? And what if I can't make it up the hill? This gets this, I can't even lie to my friends about it. This is going to be online. The results of this race will be online. I can't even lie. Everyone will know that I failed. I realized that I couldn't do three things at once. I could not walk and breathe and criticize myself, I could not walk and breathe and compare myself to other people. And I had to find this. You would think that would be really. I would learn once, right? But it, I had to repeat this several times. So I was walking. It's like this comfortable step, and this comfortable step, and that's what I did. I that was my mantra: this comfortable step, and this comfortable step. Oh, look at! I'm passing that lady, even when I was ahead, even when my comparison was favorable. Oh, chest pain! I realized that my body was giving me a very clear message. I could not make this difficult journey and also breathe and also compare myself to anyone else in any way at all. I could not do all three things. If I wanted to make the top of that peak, if I wanted to make it to my destination and accomplish my goal, I had to stay focused on this comfortable step and this comfortable step and breathe in this comfortable step, and breathe in this comfortable step. I couldn't think about anything else. I couldn't let myself be distracted by criticism. Oh, I should have done more altitude training. Life would be much easier. That was dumb for me. Chest pain, that instant, that instantaneous. And I think that if we got chest pain that instantaneously, whenever we allowed our brains and allowed our minds to take us, where the default mode network takes us, which is into pretty negative thinking. If we got chest pain every time, I think we'd learn our lessons. We would learn how much negative thinking and negative self-talk comparing ourselves to other people is getting in the way of reaching. Know that immediately because we'd have chest pain that would stop us in our tracks. And I'm not even exaggerating. And I am not kidding. I literally had chest pain when I started to do the comparison or the negative self-talk. and. For the next two miles, mostly what I could think is this comfortable step, and this comfortable step, and this comfortable step, and it took me two hours to walk two miles. That is a snail's pace. That is so much slower than I normally go. It was insanely slow, but I did it. I reached my goal, and it's not... The point isn't really to brag that I reached my goal. The point is really to say, how does this apply to the rest of life? Because personally, I go back to the story all the time. Every time I am going through a stressful situation and I don't know how I'm going to make it through. I remember that I climbed a 13,000 foot mountain when I thought I was going to die. And I did it by taking this comfortable step and this comfortable. I didn't think three steps ahead. I could only think about the step I was on. I could no longer even look at a peak and think, "Oh, maybe that's it." I could only be right here in this step and breathe. And it is a metaphor for life. And I did this way back in the day when I was a psychiatrist and I used to share this story with my patients back then and I sometimes share it with my clients right now and today I'm sharing it with you because Life is so much like a mountain climb, right? It's so much like that. You see this achievement or this goal and you think, Oh, that's it. I'll be really happy when I reach that. You think, Oh, when I graduate college, Oh, when I turn this age, Oh, when I make this income, Oh, when I fill in the blank, it doesn't matter what it is. You think, Oh, that I will have finally arrived, but it's not the case because once you're there, you can see things that you couldn't have seen before. You have a new vantage point and you can see a different peak that is made for you and it's your next goal and you will keep climbing up to it. And you can't do your best climb. You can't reach your best goals if you're caught up with negative self-talk, self-criticism. If you're caught up with comparing yourself to other people, either negatively or positively, you can't stay focused enough to reach your own goal. And the reality is the Imogene Pass is not the highest pass in those mountains. I didn't do an Olympic level climb; it was just the assigned goal that was the goal I set when I left home that morning, well when I left my Airbnb or wherever I was staying. that was the goal that I set was to reach that summit and come down the other side. So I did it, and I did it by staying so focused on this step right here, and I have found that How other people often take the story and how I'm hoping you take the story is that if you are going through some difficulty right now, you might be thinking, how will I get to the other side? And you're not there yet. You're nowhere near the place where you can even see the other side. So you can't think about it. All you can do is sort of aim yourself in the right direction and think about the next step that is comfortable for you and heads you in the right direction. And let go of criticizing yourself because it's too slow. Because if you had done XYZ previously, it would be better now. It's irrelevant. Right now, you're on this comfortable step. Let that go. If you are walking along and you have miraculous progress and you start speeding by some other slowpoke next to you, don't bother with comparison. Congratulate them and just stay focused on your comfortable step. And above all, breathe stay centered in your breath, stay grounded, and remember that you will make it. And your true friends will not look online to find out if you don't. But I did. I did make it. All right. That kind of sums up my lessons that I learned from the Imogene Pass run when I did that way back in the day. And I am going to link this together today with the five day self liberation challenge because that negative self talk that really drags you down, that really gets in your way, that comparison with other people, all the stuff, the chatter in our heads that takes us off course, that is something we can do something about. We're not really victims of our own thinking. We can't control it, but we can start to train ourselves and redirect our thinking to a different direction. And what is hugely helpful in that is becoming self led. Self-energy, and I talk about this sometimes for those of you who are not familiar with it, is that place inside of us where we are led from calm, compassion, clarity, courage, creativity, curiosity. As a mindfulness practitioner, I obviously focus on calm. It's one of the easiest things for us to do. But inside the five-day self-liberation challenge, you will also have an opportunity to sort of generate compassion and generate some curiosity as well. And that will help you with whatever your journey is in this moment. If you are curious about the five-day self-liberation challenge, please reach out to me and let me know and I will send you a link. What you will receive in exchange for your financial contribution to my fall fundraiser or for your payment, however you choose to look at it, is you will receive the five-video training and you will receive the free workbook. Along with that, you will also receive a coupon for 50% off a Clarity Call should you decide that you would like to explore the possibility of coaching with me. It's an excellent program. I 100% recommend it. Please, if you're interested, just drop interested in the comments below or reach out and message me. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day.
0: Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BechiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bechira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.